It's time for the Mark Husson Show. Expect something wonderful. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Mark Husson Show. And filling in for Mark today is me, Mark Husson. So cool. Um, I, I want to get you started over. So get over to 12 Radio if you can and click the chat button if you want to join us in the chat room. Otherwise, I assume you're listening to us somehow, or maybe it's the archives if it is. Hey, hello again. <laughs> It's an Aries moon today, and if we if if you do get a chance to get to the chat room, I I try to do it periodically. It's it's a little maneuvering. You'll see the welcome banner with the Mark Husson Show banner in it, and underneath it, in tiny little um, uh, icons, is like the chat icon. It looks like a you know a comic bubble. Just click it and see the name. Conference see locked. Deborah, I'll explain what that means in a minute. But you'll see the chart I put up and Elise. There's Mercy. <laughs> What's shaking back at you, Mercy? Hey, Sean, Gabby, Mer- Marion, Electra, good to see you again. Electra was in the house when I did the special uh, of Ade's um, special uh, holiday show with Celeste and Monique. It was really kind of fun. It was it was actually like those people get your heart open when you're with like-minded people. They kind of just like open up your heart and you just talk honestly. It was really fun. And Monique makes an almond milk. I got to tell you, Monique Ruffin makes an almond milk called Drink These Nuts. Is that crazy? <laughs> and she's a Virgo. And you know what I say about Virgo and the dualistic thing? One side's the nun. And the other side, you know, okay, buddy, uh, Kathy, and the, and she's an angel. She was actually adorable. So, and Jen and Deb and April. Hey, April Joy, thanks to all the love you do constantly. Kim, baby, how are you? Judith, you still overseas, girl? I know you are. You're you're probably in Belgium, right? I think. Hey, good to see you, Christine Vanderporten. I have some to tell you here shortly. Hi, Donna, Jill. Nice to see you guys. Nancy, all of you. Thank you. Hi, Elizabeth, James. Alicia, okay, you guys, thank you for joining me. It's an Aries moon. You feeling feisty? Because I'm feeling kind of feisty now. It's like yesterday, ooh, I was feisty. You know, when the moon rolls around, the think about this. The moon moves really fast. Two and a half days, it's done with one sign. So if there's 12 signs, that's about 28 days, 29 days, a mensa cycle, uh, a basic lunar cycle. Uh, If you tune into that, what you're going to see is um, this incredible uh, opportunity to look at how the moon in different signs really quickly affects you. And and in in a sort of microcosm sort of way. It allows you to see how you might be affected by that sign or that energy somewhere else. For example, how the last two days been for you with the moon in Aries? You've been feisty. You've been a little irritated. You've been like, I've been like, I can't keep my mouth shut in a, in a bad way, you know, where I have to say something. <laughs> I don't know. It just comes out. It's Aries. What do you want me to do? I blame the moon. I hope you do too. Because we are running out of things to blame. And if you don't have something to blame, you have to take responsibility for it. And who, I ask you, who wants to do that? Because I sure don't. Okay? So blame that damn moon. I'm blaming Aries because I was feisty. I love it. I have the, when, and now I have to tell you, in the chart that Christy brought forward for us and that I posted and I mailed and I tweeted, I'm getting into Twitter. You guys watch out. I'm getting into Twitter. Mark Husson is my handle. Okay, one word, M-A-R-K-H-U-S-S-O-N, and follow me, and let's see what we can come up with. I'm, a, I'm learning. I've been avoiding Twitter, but you know, with all the Facebook algorithms, and I get Facebook, Facebook can depress me, but sometimes I get a little burned out, and uh, I have to pull back because it's like, whoa, it's a constant barrage of Zen Cohens and people's affirmations, and then it's like the tragedies that are happening and the poor animals that are being persecute and sometimes you're like and i think i was part of that social experiment they did a facebook (laughs) because i got really bummed but they and they block a lot of your stuff i don't know what they do but you know the point is twitter doesn't twitter like you post to post it's up there you just have to learn how to read twitter so i'm getting into it just see what it's like just it might be another way for me to say and plus it limits me to 120 characters which is like ooh, that's good for you all isn't it okay um 
so when the moon goes around and it hits a uh, like a planet. Now, Chrissy put up that chart. If y'all want to look at that chart, you just go into the chat room. Now, I emailed it to you, so get on the email list. If you if you go, I don't even know how to follow this guy. It's too confusing. Then go to markhassan.com and follow me there. There's all the email links you could possibly want. The ones for one to listen.com, the ones for one to promotions, so you can know when the sales of one to listen are, the ones for one to radio, the ones for the Mark Husson show. Get over there and look around. Quit whining. Now, here's the thing. When you look at that chart, now I want you to look at that chart with me. At the nine o'clock position, you know, I had to buy a clock just to put above my computer in my room because everything was digital so I could tell you at what reference point it was instead of going, we say eight, nine, ten. Nine o'clock position. And this chart that you see, you see at 14 degrees of uh, Scorpio, an M with a tail on it, okay? Uh, this is the full moon chart. This is a snapshot of the moment the moon is full. Now, how do you know the moon is full? Well, if you look at this chart, I put these two big arrows there because life doesn't always land us the big arrows. You have to count on people to put them there for you. There's the sun, the circle. Okay, now that would be at the 7 o'clock position, a yellow circle with a dot in it. It says 14 degrees in an arrow is Sag, 14 Sag. That's what that means. And exactly opposite is the moon, crescent shaped. That's easy to tell. 14 degrees Gemini. Well, as you learn, Gemini and Sag, as you learn astrology, Gemini and Sag are opposites. The full moon will always be when the sun and moon are exactly to the degree, to the degree. Not just the number 14, but the little tiny number 18, which is the minutes. That moment that happens once every how long now, you guys? The moon takes 28 days to go around the whole zone here. 28 days, about 28, 29 days, not exactly perfect. The moon will be opposite the sun. Now, if you picture the earth in the center of that, us, you look up to your right, you see the sun, you look up to your left, you see the moon, and we're in the middle. But because we are not directly in the middle, because we're not blocking or eclipsing the moon, the sun's light on the moon, it's not an eclipse, it's just a full moon. But every eclipse is a full moon or a new moon, but this one is not an eclipse because the earth isn't in the middle of it. Okay, we're in the middle, but not at the angle where the sun's light's going to bounce on the, on, uh, make the earth's shadow on the moon. It's a full moon, and it's a full moon in Gemini. Now, the most important part of this is what do you do and how does it affect you in your chart? How does it affect you in your chart? Now, bear with me. I want you to imagine if you have your chart. Now, if you don't have your chart, when you're listening to the archives of this show, just run and get your chart. And we're going to start, I want you to understand this. Gemini looks like the Roman numeral 2. If you look at that moon in the chart that I posted, in the chart that I emailed you, in the chart that I put on my Facebook page, <laughs> the moon is in the sign of Gemini, okay? A couple things about that. That's telling us that this moon is going to be about communication. Does everybody understand that Gemini's talk? They love information. It's not just talk. Because Gemini got a bad rap of being the talkers. It's truly Sages that are the talkers. They're the people that could talk about anything, but they want to keep it spiritual. But they're the they're Sages are more, I think, prone to a little bit of verbosity than the Geminis. But Geminis can talk about anything. Sages won't talk about anything. Sages like to keep it in a sort of spiritual realm. That's the fire nature of them. Geminis like to have the air nature. That's everything. So Geminis. And I saw Judith, uh, when I see Judith Tapp, she's a, she's a cancer monkey like me. I'm a cancer monkey on the Chinese thing. So I think of monkey mind when the Gemini moon. Now, here's the thing. When you have, a, when that Gemini, that full moon means that we're going to be communicating. Where the issue is going to be talking. But where is that issue taking place? And where in your chart is that Gemini? And how does it affect your ability to communicate? Now, imagine your chart. You go get your chart. Go get your chart. Now, I have 12reports.com. See my plug? I have 12reports.com where I'll run you a report, and you can use it to see what your nature is, who you are. There's a ton of them up there. I got to get into that site and sort that out too. There are a ton of charts in there. I do enter your information into the computer personally, but I do not 
type the information out. It comes from the computer. And if if you don't automatically get taken to the order form, just write me. I'm here. Don't worry. I keep an eye on all that stuff. A lot of people write and say, give me my money back. Nothing happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chill out. Okay. Rising sign is the nine o'clock position. So when you're looking at your chart and you look at that line, the horizontal line going across all the way to the nine o'clock position, nine o'clock on the outside wheel, you'll see what, what you're seeing in the example chart is 14 Scorpio. But what will yours say? What will your chart say? Will it be Scorpio rising nine o'clock position? Or do you have a Libra rising? I bet you have an Aries rising, a lot of Aries risings in the world. There's a lot of Aries in the in the movie industry, and I have some theories about that. There's a lot of Aries in the movie. I've been watching Orange is the New Black. God, I am so bad. I can't, you know, it's like binging. I used to think I don't have an addictive nature. <laughs> it's a good series. I'm done with it, though. Thank you. Thank you for binge watching so I can just, like, put it away. Okay. I digress. Well, everybody on there was Aries. I mean, seriously, they they even talk horoscopes. So what's your son? Aries. And then you look up in real life and they are in Aries. And, but what is your rising sign that's most important? Now, if you let your eye wander about the outside of that wheel and go counterclockwise when you're reading the chart, just go counterclockwise, counterclockwise. So at nine o'clock, you're going to go to the eight o'clock position to see the second house. And you're going to go to the seven o'clock position to see the third house, uh, et cetera. You know, the six o'clock position to see the fourth house. Look for the Roman numerals. The little Roman numeral two. Okay. The Gemini side. That's what you're going to look for on the outside wheel. Now, because we're going counterclockwise, this is the fun part, and, and this is the part that you could get if you had your chart in front of you. But you're going to try to distinguish. Like, I want you to look at the example chart. Let's look at the second house, the 8 o'clock position. It says 12 Sag. Well, 13 Sag is where Mercury is. Now, the question I ask you, does Mercury then, as a map, when you're taking Mercury from the sky and putting it in this map that says your second house starts at 12 Sag, does Mercury at 13 go in the first house? Or in the second house? Well, the answer is right in front of you. Mercury's the little uh, circle with the cross under it and the horns. <laughs> it does have horns, little devil. It's like Venus with horns. And Mercury's at 13 Sag right there in the second house. When you go and you put planets in this thing, the numbers go increase as you go counterclockwise. So 12 Sag is the second house. 13 Sag then has to be land in that second house. 14 has to land in that second house all the way to 12 Capricorn because the numbers go 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, up to 29, and then they enter the next sign. So zero through 11 Capricorn is in that second house too. So imagine I said to you, pretend this was your chart and you didn't have any planets in it. I said, okay, I'm going to give you a planet. Put it in there for me. What if I said Pluto's at... at, at um Let's say let's say Mars at um, thirteen Capricorn. Is that going to be the second or the third house? Thirteen Capricorn, the second or the third house? If they're getting greater as you go counterclockwise, Capricorn is the ruler of that third house. Looks like the General Mills symbol. It's got to go in the third, okay? Because we're going counterclockwise. We're increasing the ratio of numbers as we go forward. Okay, that's just how you place it. So when you find that Roman numeral number two in your chart. Look at the, the number, the dark number, the bolded number that's next to it. If it is less than 14, it goes to the left of that house, behind the house, like in the clockwise direction. And if it's greater than 14, then the, okay, the moon is going to be at 14 Gemini. So whatever number, Roman numeral number, your Gemini is at. So if you're Gemini, you have a house that says 22 Gemini. 14 is going to be behind it, the counterclockwise, the clockwise area behind it. Okay, so 14 is what we're looking for. The number 14 is where the moon is. So if you have a house that says 16 Gemini, 14 is going to be in the clockwise motion behind it. Okay, so if you have a house that says three degrees of Gemini, it's going to be in the counterclockwise motion, the house in front of it. It's not hard when you think about it. So re-listen to this if you have to. But what does it mean if you have, okay, so if you find out that that moon is landing in your first house, you are going to be talking. You're going to be expressing yourself. You're going to feel, now think about it, the moon, what is the moon? The moon 
want you to think about the moon. We should do a whole class on the moon because the moon is your emotional needs. Where your moon is, don't tell anybody. But where the moon is, is where you get psycho. It's where you fall out on somebody if those moon needs aren't met. And people say, what's the difference between the sun and the moon? Well, the moon, the sun just is. Okay, let's do Leo for an example. Leo just is like, hey, I know I'm the center of attention. I don't have to fight for it. Oh, you don't want to pay attention to me? Fine, I'm moving over here. No big deal. Just doing it. Just know they're the center. They're the light. Okay, (laughs) I'm exaggerating Leo's. Relax. But the moon in Leo is like, wait a minute. Why didn't you pay attention? You didn't even look at me. Wait, hey, look over here. What? Okay, the moon gets like crazy if it doesn't get what it needs. And so Moon and Leo people always, that you know, we used to have a, a staff member that had a Moon and Leo always say, what about me? What about me? I'm here at this meeting and nobody's mentioned me once. Okay? So the Moon gets aggressive. The Moon gets, got to get my needs met. But it's an irony because the Moon is the feminine aspect of us. It's what our needs are. Is our mo- but fill the needs of the Moon and the person's all chillax, right? But don't feel it. We get nervous. We get edgy. We become Luna lunatics okay that's why the moon's important so when the moon is in gemini and it lands in your chart wherever it lands in your chart you have emotional needs there okay we're gonna want to (laughs) talk we're gonna want to talk and what are we gonna want to talk about how we're gonna want to express in the first house we want to express ourselves okay in the second house we want to figure out we want to figure out think I want to figure out what am I doing? Where are my values? What do I need to feel better about who I am? Okay? Might get a little crazy in the second house, spending money a little too crazy. Okay? The third house is the house of Gemini. It's a, the, the, that place of communication. You might get finally get to launch that book. Finally might want to take to your blog. Finally might want to write some things out or send a letter or get on the radio and blather. <laughs> You might also want to get a new telephone in your office. That thing's been clicking for how many years? The fourth house is the house of home. How are you expressing yourself? How are you making that home communicative? People living with you might need to have a family gathering. We might need to have a powwow. Ancestors from the past might be channeling through. (laughs) Whatever your interests are. Okay? You might want to just read a book and curl up with that great escape kind of tea and just like like the commercials. You know, those people like they're all like pretty and they curl up on a couch with a blanket. How come it never works like that for me? I always get my well, coffee. Maybe it's the coffee. Maybe it is. But I get my coffee, it's like and I like a cup and I get under the, the blanket on the couch, and my back starts hurting. The cats are jumping on me. Never like the commercials. Okay. The fifth house. How are you having fun? When the moon lands in the fifth house, if that moon lands in the fifth house, you're going to be crazy for some creativity. You might want to go gamble. You might suddenly get the urge to buy some lottery tickets. You might be wanting to be childlike. You might want to have kids. You might want to talk to your kids. You might want to take the kids somewhere. But it's playful. It's a playful place to have the moon, the full moon. Sixth house is one of my routines. Six House is an interesting house. It's a Virgo-ruled house, my service, what I want to get. With, with the moon there, we might want to talk about what your rituals are. You might want to talk about or express, or you might, get, you might get bored. God knows the mutable signs get bored. Sag, Gemini, Virgo, Pisces get bored. And it's bad when they get bored because it looks like they're not going to get bored, and all of a sudden they're bored. And you're like, damn it, I was just snuggling up with my coffee on my throw on the couch with the cats <laughs> okay sixth house looking at your routine looking at your ritual what does it mean does it have any meaning to you are you expressing yourself well enough are you getting what you want in life are you starting to get bored you'll be looking at it full moon in the seventh your relationships time to have a talk time to get somebody new not dump the old can't you have new gemini's like what do you mean dump the old no i need somebody new but I don't need to get rid of somebody to have that, right? We add to the collection, Geminis. Geminis always become friends. You know that? Whenever Geminis get together, Geminis always become friends with their mates, friends, buddies. 
That's why Geminis always have people they're talking to from way back that were, oh, I dated them 100 years ago. Oh, yeah, we're still buddies. That's Gemini. So 7th house, you need new people. You need to freshen things up a little bit. You need to just sit down and have a powwow. Notice everything is about communication. 8th house. Well, maybe it's time to get your taxes done because that's the taxes house. Maybe it's time to, to have an intimate conversation. Maybe it's time for some phone sex. <laughs> that's the house of sex. Hey, who am I to judge? Maybe it's time for you to um, go to therapy, get deep, be a therapist. Watch that moon and see what happens. In this ninth house, maybe it's time to go to school. Maybe it's time to learn. Maybe it's time to teach. Maybe it's time to get some religion. Whatever it means to you, watch it. Tenth house, your career. What's going on there? Maybe it's time in your career that you get freshened up a little bit. If you have a Gemini moon falling in the 10th house of career, your ass gets bored or could be bored. I think Gemini, first thing I think of is boredom. When I think of Gemini, how boring could it be? You talk to this shit out, which means the other side of it is you have to create some drama to keep it going. Geminis always hate their jobs. You all know that. Geminis hate their jobs usually, usually, unless the job is totally up their alley, a phone job. Um, where they don't have to check in, do their own hours. <laughs> I cover my butt, aren't I? I love it. Okay, if the moon falls in the 11th house, your colleagues, coworkers, time to have a, a meeting with them, kind of do a picnic. Check, go out with your friends. Social time in that house. Dream big. And in the 12th house, you kind of like to be alone usually with the moon falls in your 12th house. You kind of like to be with connected to your inner self, be connected to your subconscious mind, grow up a little bit to you, quiet it down a little bit because you're probably a cancer rising if the moon lands in your 12. And if you are a cancer rising, and I'm not going to name any names because I know one, right, at A, uh, you go to the moon in your 12. Somebody said, I'm not going to name any names. They said that to me once, but their initials are Mark Hudson. Um the um, moon in the 12th, be alone, pull it in, go through whatever cycle, the depression, the, the, the hopefulness, whatever comes up for you. Remember my big rule of thumb, and I said it on the holiday special, which I got to be a part of, I got to say, your feelings want you to feel them. That's all. They don't want you to act on them. Oh, I'm depressed. I got to go active. That's where a lot of Aries do that. You know, it's, <laughs> it's raining. Now the sun's here. I got to get out. Well, it's okay. You can move it. That's okay if you need to move it. But the truth is sometimes, and Aquarius does this too, you just need to be in there and let the feeling come to the other side because there's insight on that other side. But we judge it. We judge it if we get too heavy, too depressed. We don't want to look that way. We don't feel that way. Some of you don't have time to be depressed. You know, you don't have time because you've got people in your life and they don't want to see you moping around. So you have, but there are ways you take a bath. Take a bath, close your eyes, go in, have a feeling. What's it look like? What color is it? Where is it located on your body? Have an experience of the feeling. Release it. But you don't release it. It releases once it's experienced because that's what feelings are called feelings for. You feel them. Now, if we do the same with thoughts, just have them. Let them roll. Endless machine of the mind. Let them roll. You have to act on them. The difference is your decision to act on them comes from the observer, comes from the decision maker in your mind to say, I'm going to act on this feeling or I'm not going to act on this feeling. I'm going to act on this thought or I'm not going to act on this thought. So see, you are not your feelings. You are not your thoughts, but you choose what you're going to listen to. You choose it. That's why in the new age world, a lot, they say you're responsible. It's your choice. Make a decision. I'm not a big one on lying to yourself either. Like I don't like, I don't like when I'm like, you are like life loves you. Well, it doesn't feel like that sometimes. I say it, and I like to remember that. But some, I'm telling you, the feeling is it doesn't feel like that. Don't make me wrong for that now, because I can't have my feeling and experience it and release it. If you're gonna make me wrong for saying that it doesn't feel that way to me, big new age, big new age, crazy. Big new age crazy. Don't shake my belief system up or I'll kill you. See, that's how that's what new ages do. Look like it's it's not any different than any religion. It's like mess with my religion, loving God, and I'll kill you. It's how does that work? It can't. 
So you can't judge another person's experience. You got to let people have it. You don't get to say, that's why you got cancer, all that anger. That's, oh, I want to beat you up when you do that. Y'all better practice it. You can shut up about it, and but still believe it. It doesn't change anything. Change your belief there. We're all going to get out of here some one way or the other. Whether it's cancer, heart attack, old age, whatever, we're going to opt out. We feel safer when we give cause for it and blame. But I'll get into that later. All right, real quickly, um, Christine Vanderporten. How are you, baby? Listen, here's the deal. Um, you're going to have this spring, Jupiter crosses the ascendant. It's going to be crazy amazing. It happened in 2003 for you. Um, it just, it's going to retrograde. It feels like you're being abandoned. I think a little bit. It's not true. You're not, but you got to hang in there because you just went through one of the hardest times with Saturn on your Neptune. A lot of stuff from the past came up. A lot of stuff for you to accept, acknowledge, and release. Okay, but the cycle and you're done with your Saturn square, honey, things are looking up. You just have to trust me here and know that this spring, oh, crazy stuff is going to unfold because it hits your rising sign, your Uranus and your Pluto. Big hugs to you. Thank you for all you do and all the support and love you send. Do not send chocolates. I'm going to start this diet one way or another. I love you. Thank you. Okay, let's talk to Melissa if we could. Lisa, turn off the player. Thank you. Okay, let's talk to Melissa. <laughs> we can get, yeah, Jen is there. If we can get Jen, we'll do it. Hello, Mark. Hi, Jen. How Hi. are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, it's so good to have you in my ear. You know, your chart is like you have the sun in Aquarius. You're an Aquarian in the house of Aquarius, which is so amazing because that just so solidifies this altruism that exists inside of you because I can see it. It's next. Your, your sun's next to Jupiter. So you have this beautiful nature. You have this beautiful idealism. I think it gets you in trouble, though. We're going to talk about that. And we have the moon in Scorpio, which is just <laughs> one of my favorite moons for personal reasons, and a Taurus rising. How are you today? Uh, I'm not very well today, but I'm so happy to be able to talk to you because I have a lot going on. Tell me what's going on. I've had a year of a lot of ups and downs in my personal relationship and uh, just kind of um, I'm hoping to kind of move on from that. Uh, But I feel like I've just been reflecting and questioning everything that's going on for me lately and wondering if you can tell me a bit about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's amazing because you're doing it right in line with your charts. You're, you're, listen to this. You're a fixed sign. You're Aquarian. It's in the house of Aquarius. Your mind is in a, a fortress that cannot be penetrated. Sometimes what has to happen, and, and what I mean by that is once you get an idea in your brain and you're a Taurus rising on top of it and you're a Scorpio moon on top of it, all this fixed energy, once you get an idea, it is, it, it, no one can budge you. It's just not going to budge. Because your ideals, what you hold is the truth, is just the truth. There's nothing you can do to change that. But here's the thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that what happens is when you, when you need to get a nudge, it, it, takes, it, it takes Saturn to come along and say, okay, listen, we got to shake stuff up so you loosen your grip a little bit and start having leaps of faith because fixed signs have the hardest time with that. So Saturn hit your moon. First thing to happen in the, in the house of relationship is the feeling of isolation, is a feeling of like, I'm being misunderstood. I don't know if I know this person. I'm not sure I like this person. I'm not sure what I've discovered. I'm not sure what I've discovered about myself. All the things the Scorpio moon might not like. And then it went on to do this thing called a square to your son, where it felt like it, things were really black and white. If I don't leave, I'm going to feel like I'm going to lose my passion and my desire for life. And if I stay, um, I'll get some passion, but I'll lose my ideals and what I hope for in the world. And these two things clash and they, they, they sort of made you make a decision. It sort of cracked open the sort of fix you had in your brain. So in other words, that struggle has been a good thing. 
Good news, though. It's over. The struggle's over. Now, what we get an opportunity to do is decide. And, and, and Jupiter's coming along. Oh, my God, it's so cool. Your sun is at 23 Aquarius. Jupiter's at 22 Leo. Exactly opposite. But the problem is Jupiter freezes there and starts going backwards until June. So what we're going to do is take this six months, and we're going to start looking at what gives you joy because that's really where your attention needs to go. You don't have to listen. You don't have to decide. Your Aquarius, your Aquarius son wants to decide. It wants to know. It wants to make a decision. Please, please, please allow the decision to be the water that your boat is in. It's going to take you where it needs to take you. It'll make a decision for you. It'll be decided. You don't have to have control over that. What you want control over is what brings you joy, is what brings you passion, is what brings you creativity. Where can you express this? Because Jupiter's saying right now to you, it's coming, this opportunity for you to express this creativity. Do you have children? Yes, I do. Okay, they are a big part of this. Now, are are they young? Yes, they're five okay. and seven. Okay, they're a big part of this, and I think what's going to happen with this switch you're going to make or with this change for you is it's going to be done through them. I think you're going to see, you're going to make decisions that support them. And and in doing that, these decisions are going to bring you incredible opportunities and, and a sense of hopefulness that I think you have felt has been gone for a long time. Um, first of all, am I making sense? Yes, you're totally right on about how I've been feeling and, and dealing with things. Okay. So. I just want to make sure that you're like, nah, he's totally got it wrong. It's okay because I, I need to know. But um, but what I want you to know is this next six months is about the the release. It's you letting go. You know how when you're holding on tight to something and when you finally release it, your knuckles hurt? You can't quite open your fingers all the way because they've been clenched so tightly? All I'm asking you to do is metaphorically, psychologically, mentally release the grip. Just let go a little bit. Just let go a little bit. Slowly. Let go of the need to know. Let go of the need to understand. This is where we take our leaps of faith. Because Jupiter is saying to us, the next big thing to hit. First, Saturn ran through like a truck and sort of turned you upside down a little bit. Jupiter's here now. Next, it's going to say, okay, let's, let's now fly. Let's learn to fly again. Let's learn to find differently. You don't have to make up your mind. The biggest thing, we're going to have an obstacle with you because your north node is in Sag, which is what we're here to do in the ninth house of spirituality. Leaps of faith. Jen, if I could give you anything, I'd give you the hope that you will take leaps of faith. Leaps that, that, that where you've done the research and you've looked and you're like, okay, I'm ready to trust. And that's what I want you to do. Release a little bit of the grip, release a little bit of the control, and let yourself believe that you're worthy to be supported lovingly by this thing you believe in, because I'm sure you do. Um, and I want you to know that Jupiter's going to come and give you these messages for the next six months until kapow in June. You're like, oh my God, I'm doing it. It's like when, you, when you're trying to surf a wave and you finally hit the curb. See, I don't ever do any sports. And I know all my brilliance from watching the Discovery Channel. <laughs> so, I'm, so there is validity to being a sports person at home. So when you catch the curve of that wave and you finally get it, there's this amazing joy and you're riding it. That's what I think is going to happen in June and or before June. But all the big lesson for you is here. Be grateful. Have faith. Your, your chart is out of the danger. You're out of water, honestly. If you called me a year ago, I'd say, okay, you got to hold tight. <laughs> now I'm asking you to release a little bit. And I promise you're going to see this breathing room, um, Jupiter in the fourth with your children. I think you're going to feel this sort of hope again and it's going to be okay. And I want you to trust that you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to take care of every leak that you see. You can trust that those things will work themselves out. And that's what I want you to practice. Does that help you? That helps me so much. I so oh, bless that. your heart. I feel you and you're a sweetheart. I don't want you to give up hope. I do want you to, to release the grip a little bit and say, okay, some things I just can't control. But you can control as a visual for your children. Give them the visual that even if life does hit you weird, we can still smile, we can still appreciate, and we can still live in gratitude and trust that you'll be taken care of. Remember that lesson because that's how the kids are going to help in a big way. Okay. Big hugs okay, to you, you, sweetheart. So thank you, honey. Have Take care day. of yourself. Bye-bye. Uh, sweetness. Okay, Aquarians, you heard that. Your mind holds on tight. And if you're Aquarius moon, you do the same thing. Speaking of Aquarius moon, let's bring Jennifer on. Hi, Mark. How you doing? Jennifer, how are you doing? 
I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You're a I Gemini. Have a couple of questions for you, though. Okay, Sorry, good. <laughs> Full moon's going to hit you almost exactly in the night. I just want to let you know so you don't have to do all that homework I was talking about. But go ahead, ask away. Little air, you're, you're, you're grand trying in air, Libra, Aquarius, and the sun in Gemini. So go ahead, ask away, because I know you have a lot of questions. <laughs> I, I've turned, I, I've kind of turned into a jerk. Oh, you, no way. I, I listen. I have spent a lifetime allowing, I don't, I don't even know how to say it. I, I've always tried to do the right thing. You know, when yeah. I say the good Catholic girl, you know, yeah. my mother died when I was young. So I always thought, oh my God, my mom's in heaven. I got to make sure I always do the right thing. Always do the right thing. Always do the right thing. Yeah. And now the people have really been mean to me, even in my family. I don't even want to bother with anymore. I oh. can't be around them. <sighs> I can't. I couldn't even do it Thanksgiving. I, 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 what's going on? How lucky you are. What's going on? You're losing the grip. <laughs> it's okay, right? I mean, I'm okay to do this. Yeah, man. Are you kidding me? The, the beauty of having all this air, number one, is I can promise you, you gave it a good shot. And you've tried to see the good in these people. But let me tell you something. It's nice. And it's very, it's very in my opinion, very spiritual, to be able to love someone from afar. Like, look, I appreciate that you're on the planet. You have a lesson to learn and your soul has got to do its thing, but please do it over there away from my reality because sometimes it just doesn't help us to constantly uh, put aside what we really believe in order to make somebody else feel okay. You're, you've got a grand trine in air. If anybody tried to make this work, you did. And if anybody's done making it work, I think it's you. And I think the biggest thing, now listen to this. This is the most important thing. You do not want to have a moment where you made a choice and then later regret it. In other words, the worst thing to happen is treating somebody else where you think later that you feel guilty. The greatest thing in your chart is you, or that they feel guilty. Like you don't want to, the guilt is the thing we're trying to avoid. We're trying to be loving to ourselves. We're trying to extend that love outwardly, but not overtly. We don't know what that looks like. So that just means, let me just take care of me. Let me be loving. Let me smile when I need it. But the biggest thing, or I don't want to, I don't want to be there. It's okay for me not to be there, for me to love myself over here. And I think the most important thing during the cycle for you is to know that um, once you make a choice, just stand with it. Be with it. Like I'm making this conscious choice. I, I'd prefer not to be in the same company with them. Um, you're going through this beautiful cycle where um, Neptune is sort of like hitting this Mars in you. And it's sort of saying, I'm so tired of giving up what I want and sacrificing what I want for the good of everybody. And every once in a while, it's nice for you to come in because you're a teacher and you'll learn from this and you'll be able to express it back to us. You're also Jupiter at the top of the chart in cancer. You're one of the most, you're one of the sweetest people in the world. You could be so kind and so generous and so um, supportive. And so I know that you've given this an attempt and I know when you're done, it's okay to be done, but don't be done righteously. Just be done. It doesn't make them better, you better than them or them worse than you. And that's the thing you want to be careful of in your mind to not make them a uh, bad people, just to make it so that I am allowed to love who I am. And I'm allowed to take this, this child inside of me and make her safe and give her a good time. And instead of going to Thanksgiving dinner where she's going to get beat up and hurt, even if it's, even if they don't mean to be that way, if she's going to get hurt, you're allowed to take her shopping <laughs> or, or watch the parade or, or stay away. And, so everything can be exactly serving you as long as you're doing it, in my opinion, from a place of your own integrity, not pushing against them. Because you have a deep integrity. I want you to know that. But your Libra tends to smooth everything out for people. And I think that's why it's important that you stay away every once in a while for your own safety and for your own protection in terms of like selling out. Um, Jupiter is in your 11th house. New friends should be coming soon. I think you're going to start feeling this sort of inner power. Um, with an inner connection to yourself. I think you're going to trust your guidance a lot more. I suggest you do. You're out of some of the really harder parts of Saturn for real. And I think if there's a book inside of you, and I think there is, you're probably going to start composing something um, within the next two years. Okay. How's that feel? Yeah, I just like it. To, I wanted to make sure that I'm, I'm not a mean, I'm really not a mean person. And I'm not saying negative about anybody. I just, needed to to say i don't want to 
I don't I don't know how to explain. I think you know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> I just well, I don't think it's want important. to um I think you're done. Go ahead. And I think you want to be okay yeah. being done. And I really want you to watch it being a drama. If you're truly done, don't mull it in your head and, and justify it. Just be done. I'm okay, done with the drama. That's my problem. Is- right. Mm-hmm. You're, you're trying to give it because there's a part of you that's like, is it, is it true? And, and do, I, do I get permission? Is it all right? All that stuff means that you may not be done, but you may need to do it a different way. But the most important thing about it is um, the, the ruminating will give you the key. When you're on the right path for it, when you're, when you absolutely do not want a part of this, cause the other part of you might want to, sh- to be right about it, to show them why you're not being there and to teach a lesson that way. Aquarius moons tend to want that because it's like, I don't want them to think I'm just walking away cause I can't, they, you know, they win. I want, you know, I want them to understand. Gemini wants them to understand. Um, biggest thing is watch the ruminating. If, if what you're doing is causing you a lot of thinking, then you might want to rethink it. <laughs> ironically um make right. another choice I know what you mean. okay so that's all if you're ruminating about it then it's probably not the right thing to do um in the way you're doing it maybe there's another way to do this and have what you want because i think what you want i think what you want every gemini wants is just some understanding you want some recognition for uh, somebody to connect with you instead of you doing all the connecting but so you have to struggle that one out and use your mind as the barometer whether or not it's racing. If it's racing, then you're probably not in your integrity. If it's like you're at peace with it, you're probably spot on. Does that help? I think I'm at peace. Okay, good. Well, <laughs> I love a, a triple air <laughs> I, sign goes, I think I'm at peace. <laughs> it's so cute. No, okay, well then trust that. And if you're ruminating still about it, make a different choice. You can always change your mind. That's the other gift of being a grand trine in air. Make another choice. But feel it out. And if you're ruminating, if you want validation for it, then something's off. That's all. You don't have to, it doesn't mean you're off. It just means something's off. And my choice, let me look at this again. Okay. You can do it. All right. <laughs> I'll, stay, I'll, stay, uh, I'll stay on my own path. So things are going to get easier for me from here on out. Are my, yeah, yeah, yes. my menopausal wisdom years going to be better than my... I think you're going to love them. You're out of the Saturn. I think you're going to start grounding in some ideas. I think you want to put something into a form. So think about that. Think about what I said about the book or writing or blogging or teaching. But some of this is for future teachings. Remember these times. You're a teacher. You know that, right? Yeah. You're a teacher for real. I mean, you're a real teacher. The real, you son in the ninth. I'm not kidding. It's not just a word. You love teaching. You love explaining. Uh, think about it. Just think about those things. So watch yourself during these times because your wisdom's going to come forward and you're going to have something to say if you don't already. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Take care of yourself. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Okay. Um, can we tell? Let's 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 let me see. Let's talk to April. Hi, Mark. Hey, April. This isn't April Joy, is it? This is April Joy Reynolds. <laughs> April Joy Reynolds. Okay, because both of you Aprils are Aries, which is not a coincidence, is it? I I have a feeling. I know, makes- right? How you doing? I'm I'm recovering from leaving a big, difficult relationship, and I ended up moving across the country. So I just wanted some words of wisdom from you. Did I was this in my chart to do all this? Because it seemed like it was such a crazy year for me. Um. Well, looking at the current time period, it's definitely it's definitely right on. There's so much going on. You have you're in your Saturn return. You know that. You know what a Saturn return yeah, is? Yeah, I heard that. Okay, so you're Tell entering your Saturn that. return. It's when every 28 to 29 years, uh, so you're on the second round where um, you uh, you take a look at like, what am I doing and why am I doing this? And you slow down enough to say, okay, I want to restructure this. I'm going to do it the right way. Usually under Saturn returns, we want to pull in. We want to kick everybody out. I want to say, okay, I want to see what's going on in my life and where I'm going to go. I'm not going to do this next half like I did the first half. So I think you just did that part. You're just, you got the stage set so that you can go into your Saturn return with some consciousness and, and it's your North node is there too. So I think there's a teacher in you that needs to come out 
and she's waiting for this wisdom, this last bit of wound that had to take place for you to really grab her and bring her to the forefront. But this is very personal. This this part's very, very personal. Secondly, sat, uh, Neptune is on your seventh house of relationships. You want and, and want a relationship. I think you want to be connected to another person. I think this opens you up to all kinds of people, but mostly Neptune is spirituality. I think what this is to me and what it's saying to me is this is a great opportunity for you to make a personal connection to your personal spirituality, to make that connection, to make a link, to have your best friend in the world be your your inner spirit, to be that voice, to start trusting that in a huge way as you do this process. Secondly, it's combined with your Jupiter return, which you're having right now. And so even though things may not look like they've been in your benefit, you've got this huge guardian angel aspect in your 12th house. This is like you actually trusting that things are working out in a great way and you can actually feel it brewing once you realize that the form doesn't matter like you got you walked out of a situation that you knew was not going to provide you growth you knew that it was not going to provide um it was going to take you on a different path than you really wanted and i think you knew that and you're an aries and you're not in any way going to let somebody overpower you that way you might want to at first and then you're like no 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 i know who i am i know what i want you're a cancer moon so i think the battle is you want you want to strive for independence at the same time you want to nurture and you want to care for but you don't want anybody attaching too tightly. No Aries wants that. But the Cancer Moon does. You want, like in other words, you want strong and they they fuel up on you, but then go out and fight the world. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the thing you're doing and what you're teaching people. So yeah, your cycle's amazing. Jupiter's going to hit that rising sign. I'm thinking autumn of next year. It has the return all year. So you're going to be swimming in this beautiful Jupiter on your Pluto on your return. So a lot of things from your personal work is, are going to come forward. I think you're going to benefit greatly from your personal work. Um, you're having uh, Saturn at the bottom of the chart. I think it's a pull-in time. Don't be afraid of that. And don't be afraid of the wisdom that comes through. I think sometimes Saturn and Sag people are afraid that they're not – going to have an exciting breakthrough or that they're not going to have the magic to say or whatever the fear that Saturn brings. We're going to talk about Saturn and Sag soon. We're going to have a special show just on it. Um, and uh, But I think – so your fear during the Saturn return is that you might pull in and nobody – you're not making a difference in anybody's life for a minute. It might occur. You might think. Mm-hmm. And But it's like, just remember, that's a natural side effect of this. Walk that path. Like, just keep walking. Okay, I feel alone. Okay, I feel like nobody's listening to me. Okay, I feel like I'm not spreading the magic. Let that be the wisdom that takes you to this door that will open because your north node is there and, and Jupiter's going to come along and go, surprise, and all this stuff bursts out. And then you'll be you'll be back in the oh. saddle, I think, teaching, doing the things you love the most to do, which I think you're a natural therapist, mm-hmm. and I think you have a you have a million ideas. I think though you're going to latch onto the one that's going to connect you to true spirituality. That's going to be a voice that you hear inside that that's going to keep you on a path for a pretty long time. Does that help you? Oh, so much helps me, Mark. Thank you so much. Ah, yeah, it's I, a tough. I am, I'm actually just about to start teaching some stuff about how to write and publish a book and because I'm an Amazon best-selling author and I, and I love to teach it. And so it's so funny that you would say that about teaching because I'm literally like doing the videos now. So really yeah, cool. I think if you keep it in, keep it to your personal spirituality, it'll go, uh, uh, just keep oh. it per, keep, because that's what Saturn and Sag is going to make sure you do. So get a head start on it and keep it personal, keep it spiritual, keep it, you know, writing a book is a great thing, but it's a South Node function. It's a, it's what you're good at and you can do it, you could do a million of them, easy. But the big thing is going to be, can you link it to this sense of personal integrity and personal spirituality? That's going to be your challenge and Saturn's here to help you, not take it away from you, it's here to help. So I know you'll do well. And I, I love I, it. I'm excited that you're in your second cycle because it's a little easier than the first one and is a lot more productive. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks, Great April. Okay, honey. Good luck to you. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Um, all right. And I think we have – let's see. Okay, we're going to take uh, ta- Tanya? Tanya. Tanya. Spelled very interesting. Okay, how about – um, Lisa? Hey, Mark. How are you? Lisa, how are you doing? 
I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited. I like doing my show. I love talking to you guys. And you're an Aries. So you're bringing all that fire. You have a lot of Aries in your chart. Have you seen your chart before? I have. Um, Virgo, I don't have Virgo rising right now. No, that's okay. You don't need it. I got it. I got us covered. Um, Virgo moon, Virgo rising. Sound right? Yes. So what's been going on? You got a lot going on, don't you? Oh yeah. It's you feel a, like a pinball down here with family. <laughs> Has it been mostly around family? Yeah. A lot of family stuff in the last year, especially with my mom and dad. So just trying to go with the waves and I'm hoping next year it kind of smooths out. So I just wanted to see, um, what your intake was. Okay. So is it a mom and dad thing? Okay. Sorry to interrupt you. Is it a mom and dad thing against you? Um, so a nutshell version, my father had to go into a memory care facility since he has dementia. Okay. And my mom had been his caregiver for over 10 years. So now we're just dealing with the transition. And I decided to move back in with my mom just to help support (laughs) her during this time. And moving back with the mom after (laughs) a long time has been challenging, but I'm also grateful that we can have this time together. And yeah, are you the oldest daughter? I am. I'm the oldest. Yeah, you know what? You know why parents have a child with Virgo moons and Virgo risings and Virgo suns is because those are the child that will come back and help take care of them. So you're doing a really kind of like um, you're doing the thing you're kind of programmed to do, which is offer support and 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 encouragement, and it's like the Virgo service thing is amazing, but it does show in your chart an inherent um, uh, uh, uh what do I want to call it? An inherent tension between your mom, the matriarch and you. you the oldest daughter energetically wants, usually wants to overthrow the matriarch and have her own. And so and it's like, in this case, it's like two cooks, uh, two very strong willed cooks. And, you know, you're the Aries and, and she's your mom. And so it's kind of like, um, so first of all, can I just say this? This is so kind of you, what you're doing. It's very sweet. It's, and it's also like for you to, to take the hit to go and do this and in your life and support you, you got to have a moment where you go, okay, I feel good about who I am here in this moment because yeah, isn't it? Your mom may not, I don't know how she shows you appreciation. She may not show it at all, but girl, you are showing up for your daddy. You're showing up for your mom. They couldn't do it without you. And I'm not using that as a thing to stay and do it. I'm just saying, I know you in this chart, you had other things to do. And you chose to do this. So can I just pat you on the back for a minute? Energetic hug. Because this is not easy. And Thank I know you. that. You bet. <laughs> Number two, you got Jupiter squaring this stuff. So it's getting loud. There's a thing that you got Pluto. I mean, Pluto is squaring your natal Pluto. Pluto is squaring your sun. You want to kill the world. I think you just want <laughs> It'd be like, oh, my God. Who You know, it's like you've got to be under a lot of stress and you are under a lot of stress. And sometimes in that moment, you lose friends, you lose support, you lose siblings. It's like crazy what happens during this cycle. And I just want you to know, wow, the fact that you're willing to do it. I mean, I'm still like blown away because this is like intense stuff. Now, are you taking care of yourself or you feel jittery in your stomach ever? Do you get nerves? Are you showing any symptoms of kind of weirdness going on because of the stress? Because this is an incredible amount of stress. Are you doing okay? I am. I'm I'm exercising as regularly as I can with my schedule. Um, The one thing that came up in the last couple of months is I'm getting this weird eye eye twitch that I never got before. Yes, yes. It's It's stress, (laughs) girl. What's interesting is that when I'm around the family and in the city I live in, it comes up, but when I leave for like a weekend getaway, it goes away. So I know it's directly related to the stress. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, let's think about this one for a minute, figure it out. No, listen, it is stress. As long as you're doing something for you, and you're releasing some of this, and I don't mean just exercise, you've got to massage a day, an hour that belongs to Lisa. Please, please do that. I don't think you have any idea how much you're absorbing of the family right now and the tension and the stress. Please get a massage. Don't tell anybody you're doing it. Just go do it. 
You need it. You're Jupiter and Taurus. Okay, so um, overall, what we're going to see is next year Jupiter goes into Virgo. After the autumn, we're going to look at it about August, September, and then relief. Okay, you're you're in a oh, great cycle for. Oh yes, thank goodness, girl. Lisa, we got to go, but I got to give you a big hug. You are an angel, and I want you to hear that. I want you to take it in. I don't care what your mood is like. You could be screaming at your mom. I say, look at that girl. She's an angel because you didn't have to go back and help, and you did. And I want you to remember that. If your mom is listening, I want her to give you a big hug if you can handle it. Other than that, listen, hug yourself. Get that massage. Please, 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 twice a week, minimum, and take care of yourself. That's all I'm, that's all, only advice I'm going to leave you, you with. So much, Mark. Next year is going to be amazing. No, thank you, Lisa. I'm on your side and I'm thinking I'm going to be jogging with you in your mind. You give yourself some good props, okay? All right. Lots of hugs. Thank you, baby. You too. Be good to yourself, Lisa. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Mark. Bye, honey. Bye. I'm going to rub my magic crystal ball and wish the cat was in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Cat, you there? I am here. Hi. Did you feel that little Aries? (laughs) That poor, that little Aries gave up everything to go be with her parents. Virgo moon, Virgo rising. You have any relation to that? (laughs) (laughs) I definitely do. You have Virgo rising too. You know, that part that's just where we feel so obliged and we get into, and you have Jupiter and Cancer too. Yes, and Mercury. Yeah, look at that. And so you have this thing where you feel like you have to care. I know you do because I see it in you, where you feel like you have to care for the world. Now, you're a Gemini, and the full moon's in Gemini. Are you do you noticing, like, emotional bubblings coming up? What are you noticing? I'm Being noticing a- I, definitely more connection uh, with people and communication. I feel like my messages are, are coming a lot stronger uh, right now, and I've been wanting to share more outward, you know, like connecting with others and gathering. And, you know, I had my first Thanksgiving with uh, many people in, in years, and it was amazing. So it was I, nice, I amazing. That. Oh, good. Yeah. And uh, I think this Gemini full moon is really going to start to encourage us, and especially coming into the this, the end of the year. You know, uh, I, was, I was saying, uh, or, or I think the messages were coming through, in regards to how we see ourselves through others or are we seeing ourselves through ourselves, you know, and and I feel like there's a little bit of that going on. And I think many people want to end a lot of things or, you know, when, when they come to the end of the year, they reflect on, okay, what do we need? What do we no longer need? Who is serving us? Who isn't? And it's that in between letting go or how do we let go to begin anew? And so I see a lot of that right now. You know, um, if if you guys listening haven't checked the front of one to listen dot com, we have our holiday greetings, our annual holiday greetings, mm-hmm. where the staff put together their thoughts on what feels good and and to them and what they'd like to wish. Yours, cat, spoke a lot of letting go and a lot of changes that happened in the year. I mean, um, would you say this was one of your um, most challenging years? Was it, was it a challenging year for you? Yes. Personally challenging. I I started out the year saying goodbye to one of my closest girlfriends, and then halfway through the year, I lost my puppy. You know, my ten-year-old Sam, and a a lot of that was a lot of unconditional love coming at me. You know that I I had to let go of, and at the same time, I think it's a great reminder because I I realized over time, and I know of course you point these things out. so brilliantly in that you were actually the one to say, hey, you know, you just came through this and you really didn't skip a beat, but you felt it. And and I think you noticed that I had felt it. So I spent more time in feelings this year. I think this Saturn and Scorpio, you know, I can't wait. I have so many Scorpios in my life that I just cannot wait to see come out of this Saturn cycle. (laughs) And you know what I mean? Like my heart just goes, I mean, my heart goes out to to all of them because every Scorpio I know, including my own son, you know, who mm-hmm. who had gone through some emotional challenge, you know, it's just been a really hard cycle. So not that I want to wish uh, Saturn on Sagittarians or anything, but <laughs> Saturn I feel has like been Scorpio's amazing. Let's just be clear. Break. 
Saturn will support people where it needs to, and it's really been amazing. I have four planet, th- three planets Ew. in Scorpio, but it's been an amazing journey. We're going to talk about that. We're going to actually have our special on Saturn and Sag. Now, you're going to take this conversation on over into the Psychic Cat Show. It's always good to talk to you. Cat is a Gemini, Aries, Moon, Virgo, rising, you guys, so never a dull moment. Cat, thanks for joining me today. You're going to be, we're going to have a sale Thursday is our next big sale at 1 to Listen. Cat, you, you knock them dead. You have a good show. Good to talk to you. And we'll talk soon. Everybody listening, thank you for being a part of this. And we'll be here same time next week. Stay tuned for the Psychic Cat Show. This is Mark Hudson signing out.